Okay, folks, we're back. We're talking、Woo-hoo. Star Wars again. So why do we keep talking about Star Wars? <laughs> I don't understand why you think we need a reason other than laser swords to keep talking about Star Wars. Oh, exactly,、okay. exactly. I mean, Star Wars kind of perfectly represents the intersections of all the things that we seem to care about on this show, right? It's playful. It's about as popular as popular culture you can possibly get.、Um, it exists across all different forms of media. You got your games. You got your movies. You got your TV shows. Um, and if that wasn't enough, it's extremely intergenerational, which is exactly what、uh, this season's topic is about. So I feel like it it kind of fits nicely, right? Yeah, it's almost way too perfect. <laughs>、um, so I feel like in the forty plus years,、uh, every generation probably has gotten some kind of contact、right. with Star Wars, and everybody has like a different entry point or a way that they've encountered Star Wars. It's like the gift that keeps on giving, and the you know. <laughs> It's like transcends time and space. I've said that once before, and I think you made fun of me. But for this, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that sounds more like Doctor Who transcending time and space. This just transcends space, but okay. But yeah, basically the same thing. Okay, got it. Okay, <laughs> but I think this week we're also interested in overzealous parents、mm? <clears throat> that try to indoctrinate and enculturate their kids into Star Wars lore. I, f- I feel attacked, but、um, fair enough. I-, I definitely probably fit that description. I would say,、um, I so I wanted. I'm one of these these overzealous parents that really wanted my kids to experience Star Wars in the proper way,、mm-hmm. as as us nerds often would say. What、right? is the proper way? <laughs> well, you know, there's some debate about this, but like I I was serious about this. I, I wanted the kids, my kids, to experience the original trilogy first,、um, and. Uh, as you mentioned, they keep getting, they keep, it keeps coming back, and so this original trilogy that I was familiar with when I was a kid got re-released in the '90s、uh, by George Lucas in the, in the movie theaters, and he added all this extra CGI、mm. and all these extra scenes that just like. If you've seen that version, it's just weird. So I had to hunt. I had to hunt to find the perfect version of Star Wars to show my kids.、Um, and you know, naturally, they didn't care. <laughs> but but I felt like I had I had done the work that I needed to do to do this right. Did they like it? Yeah, they loved it. They they liked it right away when they were little,、um, mm. and they still like it. Really.、Mm. So you successfully. <laughs> Indoctrinated them. <laughs> they are successfully indoctrinated, and I don't think they like it quite as much as I do. Like, if they have a choice between Star Wars and I don't know something like Pokemon, they're going to choose Pokemon every time.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, got it. it okay, how about if we like rewind? Okay, let's rewind. Go to childhood. Okay, so <laughs> you just you just shared with us a lovely story of how you basically. Told your kids they have to like Star Wars and gave、yep. them a whole、Success. vision and you know prescriptive way to enter. <laughs>、um, so I'm wondering how you decided. How did? What's your first memory of Star Wars? Or maybe what your favorite? Like what is the thing that sticks out to you? Right. What I definitely remember doing is watching Star Wars nearly every day when I was a kid. I would put on. I had. I had the.、Um, I had VHS tapes that we had recorded. Um, the the first movie A New Hope and the and the second movie Empire Strikes Back, like from TV onto VHS tapes, and so if you are of a certain era like I am, that was a thing that was like instead of buying all your movies or streaming all your movies, you had to like wait until it came on TV and you hit record and try to capture it. Well, whoever it was who did that recording for me. They they were late to the TV, so they didn't start the recording till like <laughs> 15 minutes into the movie, 
And so I honestly, I watch Star Wars probably every day from, I don't know, like, let's say eight to like 12 years old or something. And I had never seen the first 15 minutes of either A New Hope <laughs> or of Empire Strikes Back. And I happened to catch Empire Strikes Back once on TV um, from the beginning. I was like, what the? There's like a whole story before I've seen this movie. There's like this whole thing where Luke gets lost in, in, uh, in a snowstorm. He gets in a fight with a monster. And like there's a whole thing. And I'd never seen that before. So that's my earliest memory is like watching it constantly and then eventually realizing that I, I was missing a part of this thing that I uh, loved dearly, which was kind of an exciting discovery, right? That yeah. there was more of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a general theme when I'm watching Star Wars. I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I missed the first 15 minutes of every single one that yeah. I've watched. Yeah, right. And then I'm like, what is happening here? I don't really quite understand. Does not compute. Does not compute. <laughs> You're like a droid. Yeah. But I just realized that I have an early memory of Star Wars, actually, because when I asked you what your first memory of Star Wars is, it actually activated something for Oh, yeah. Me. What's yours? Yeah. So one of my first Halloween costumes, I was Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. So I was like the same height as Yoda and going all over the place trick-or-treating. It was a good time. That's good. That's a good memory. Um, that sort of resonates, I think, with me as well. Um, okay, so I feel like I got into Star Wars pretty late in the game. I can't even say I got into Star Wars because, frankly, I know you're very little still. You're still not into it. Yeah. I feel like the reason why I started to really appreciate it more was because um, the research that I was doing in classrooms, the kids were so into it, you know, and I right. think part of, like, understanding kids and the things that really matter to them means to understand the things that matter to them. Right? Huh. And so... Yeah, go figure. What an there's, idea. There's an idea <laughs> for all of you. Um, but I was sitting with one of the kids um, in kindergarten. And basically, like, every time I would go in there, he would go on this, like, 40-minute <laughs> thing about Star Wars. And I felt like every class session, he would come up to me. And I think he would make it his job to educate me <laughs> on Star Wars because I really didn't know that much. Yeah, and I yeah. realized, like, when I talked about it with him, I couldn't talk about it intelligibly because I didn't know what he was asking me. <laughs> huh. And so I think I made it part of my mission to, like, just understand it fully. But I think one of the things I really appreciated about it, about that experience was like how much that meant to him and how yeah. much that experience with Star Wars, especially someone who was always like trying to be included in a classroom space, like he used that as a way to include himself, right? To yeah. create friendships, to create bonds. And so I have this like great drawing that he made that his mom shared with me. Um, and it's basically like this framed art that they have of him and his grandfather who he didn't meet but recently passed away um, mm -hmm. or didn't have like a memory of mm -hmm. but passed away mm -hmm. and they're in a star destroyer together <laughs> and he's like holding this X-wing flyer and they're just like going into the galaxy, right? Wow. And it was like, she was just telling me what a beautiful touching moment it was because like here's like, she's just recently dealing with the loss of her father and he's like making this picture mm -hmm. of him and his pop-pop. Yeah, that's what he calls him. <laughs> Um, on a Star Destroyer. And I was like, it's so meaningful, right? And I think it just reminds me of how things that kids play with and our engagement with pop culture is a lot more than just, you know, these materials or things yeah. or whatever they are, right? It's like a connecting point, you know, for all of us. So, Wow. Yeah. And connecting even to generations across, yeah. you know, experience, across being able to actually be there together. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. 
And I feel like he like really brought me up to speed. <laughs> what, a, what a great example also, though, of you being uh, an excellent scholar and just also an excellent person to try to sort of try to understand this domain that you were studying and, and really, you know, make an effort to take seriously the things that these kids valued. Mm -hmm. So in that vein, I think we yeah. should turn our attention to some experts. Yeah, because you need a lot of help uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes. So so this week we have three uh, excellent guests with us. We have Zia, Sam, and Gabe. Zia and Sam are siblings uh, and their parents uh, are, are close friends of mine for many years. Uh, and likewise, Gabe's uh, father is a former guest on the pod, uh, Mike Dando, who is a, also an old friend. So uh, this will be a lot of fun talking with them about their experiences with uh, Star Wars, with their experience kind of growing up with Star Wars and how it's really shaped in many ways you know, uh, who they are today. So for people like me, new to the Star Wars universe, we asked one of our guests, Gabe, to fill us in on some essential Star Wars lore and vocabulary. Hope it helps. Okay, so first of all, Star Wars is really big and complicated. So if you're a Star Wars young like Haney, I'm here to help you with the basics. First, the Force is a mysterious energy that is really central to the galaxy and the characters use to do magical things, like move stuff and control minds. The Force, like all power, can both be harnessed for good or used to do bad things. You'll hear us say Sith, which refers to bad guys that use the Force to gain power. Unless you grew up in a Wampa cave, you know what a lightsaber is. Lightsabers come in different colors, hilts, and other stuff. So what you really need to know is no lightsaber is the same. And finally, family matters a lot in Star Wars. Every character seems to be a mother, father, or sibling to some other character. So let's review. Star Wars characters use the Force to battle across the galaxy with lightsabers. Some are good, some are bad, some are somewhere in the middle. These battles are usually about power, generational trauma, and personal beefs. Choices matter in Star Wars. The wide universe of movies, shows, comics, and toys are about how unique and divergent our paths can be. And that, my Padawan, is Star Wars. With this knowledge, enjoy the episode you will. May the Force be with you. We're gonna start. We're gonna start with introductions. So Nathan, yeah. you want to introduce us to our guests? Yeah, we have with us today three excellent, very exciting guests. Uh, we have Zia, Sam, and Gabe, and I. I would like to introduce each of them uh, using an introduction written by your fathers. Okay, so um, here you go. <gasps> oh, They're <geez>. so shocked. <laughs> Zia Messina <laughs> is the firstborn child of John and Mary Messina. Zia's force powers began to manifest early. As a young child, they could be found wielding a lightsaber while wearing a Sleeping Beauty's dress and yelling elven curse words at the neighbor kids. They are one of the two half-blood elven druids in the Pathfinder campaign that they've been playing with their father and best buds since second grade. Zia enjoys cats, Horizon Zero Dawn, and hates roller coasters. 
For the record, I only understood seventy-five percent of that. <laughs> that was really accurate, though. That outed me. Thanks, Dad. was <laughs> <laughs> Elvin Swearwort. Yeah, Elvin Swearwort. I will Swearwort. not be saying that on this podcast. <laughs> you could have used that for the introduction. Okay. All right, uh, Samantha Messina is second-born of the Messina Rittinger clan. Sam studies Japanese and pre-med at the University of Montana. She wields a green lightsaber, belongs to Slytherin House, and has a wiki-like brain for anime. Sam has played a dragonblood sorcerer in the Family Pathfinder campaign since she was six and isn't happy unless she rushes into melee combat and burns through all 12 of her hit points. This takes exactly two rounds in every single battle. Sam loves volleyball anime, ice skating anime, fairy tale anime, Avatar The Last Airbender, Demon Slayer, The Gilmore Girls, and Baking Apple Pies. How does Gilmore Girls fit into this anime trend? Hey, I do love Gilmore Girls with an unhealthy obsession. Uh, did you watch the Star reboot? Star Wars and Gilmore Girls? Yes. Yes, I did watch the reboot. So did I was I. mad with it. So did I. I was kind of mad with it too, but I wasn't unhappy about it either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And and last but certainly not least, we have Gabe Norton Dando, who loves reading, especially Dogman and Captain Underpants. They love role-playing games like D&D and also singing in choir. They love to dance and can speak and read Chinese and can't get enough of comic book conventions. That's awesome. I love comics! <laughs> Me too! <laughs> that also feels like indoctrination from his father. That might, but... <laughs> it might have something to do There's with that. There's a bit that. of a play there. <laughs> so, Isn't there all indoctrination in our fathers? That is the whole, no. that is the theme of this episode, actually. <laughs> That's basically really? what this is all about. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, um, for real, I'm super excited to have all three of you here today. And we, we like to start each episode uh, with a bit of a game. And um, I'm basically <gasps> going to kind of give you a couple different questions. And we want you to respond with kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Does that sound good? You got it. Sounds great. You got yeah. it. Okay. And they're all related to Star Wars. They're all Star Wars related. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start with an easy one. Which force power would you choose? So you could do things like... Uh, moving things with your mind. You could do the Jedi mind trick. You guys know all the force powers. Tell me which force power mm-hmm. would you choose if you could just choose one? I'll go first. Um, I would, I know this is going to be a little stiff of me, but I would choke people out. <laughs> <laughs> why, why? I are feel you like saying? it would be useful. I feel like I wouldn't have to worry about self-defense. And, and someone who's in pre-law or pre-med, sorry, not pre-law. Who am I? Uh, <laughs> someone who's in pre-med, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it would be effective. <laughs> I want to know how it works, uh, like anatomy-wise as well. I but. respect that. I respect that. Yeah. There is actually a book in my house that does not belong to me. That is called like something about the art of the triangle choke. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'll go next. Go Tell ahead, Gabe. Gabe. I would definitely want to be a force ghost so I could live forever and do pretty much whatever I want. Oh, nice. That's, that's awesome. Force ghosts. Yes. So, yeah, so you could, like, hang out, um, say hi to, to all your friends even after you're gone. Nice. I like that. I what like about, it. What about you, awesome. I honestly, I think I'm going to go the opposite of Sam. So <laughs> I would want to be, I would want to use force healing of a, in a way. 
like trading my own life force for others or just helping other people. Um, I really I knew you were going to say this. that. Yeah, I think I would just like to help people a little bit. Mm -hmm. I find the other ones a little bit too, I don't know. They're very, a lot of the other powers are very violent. And mm. I feel a little guilty about like levitating a rock and accidentally hitting someone. Like I'd, <laughs> I'd probably cry. <laughs> you gotta be careful when you levitate the rock. You gotta I, make sure you levitate in a safe space. <laughs> dude, oh, it's intense. If, if I was uh, Kylo, before he turned into Kylo, I would lift a boulder Um. If I, w if I started to turn to the dark side, um, probably I would lift a boulder and drop it on someone's head. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, better make no, sure. It seems like something needed. Kylo would do. Better make sure Gabe well, doesn't get I mean, that. I mean, I do like being evil and drawing supervillains. So why? <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? So, Gabe, would you be on the, on the side? Maybe, maybe not. Which would you choose, Nathan? Which which would, which force power would I choose? Yeah. Oh, I would a hundred percent choose the the ability to move things with my mind, but yeah, not because I want to throw rocks, but because I want to actually uh, when I see cars parked on the sides of the street and there's like too much space between them, I would want to be able to move the cars and like nudge them closer together to make uh, additional parking spaces. So it's a very practical <gasps> skill. I feel like that's a wonderful idea. I need that in the city. See? Wow. <laughs> I it. might have to take back my answer. Also, <laughs> oh my gosh, you pretty much have every power if you if you're a force ghost. I mean, <laughs> I think that's cheating if you have every power. Gabe found a loophole. I love it. <laughs> oh well, you know this is a this is a good. <laughs> this is a good segue into the next question I have, which is, what color is your lightsaber? Ooh. Well, I think ours got spoiled because mine's green. Yours did, yeah. Mine would definitely be white. Oh. No, 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 purple. Purple. But, um, you know how some handles have like that claw, mm. um, around the saber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would be able to click a button on the bottom, and I could shape it however I wanted. So like. It could turn into a helicopter. I can fly around. <laughs> what? <laughs> helicopter lightsaber. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, Force Ghosts, they can do anything. Pretty much. <laughs> Dude, I feel like you're picking all the answers just so you can win any fight, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had, we had, we had green. We had uh, purple helicopter. Uh, <laughs> Zia, what about you? Nathan. It's just purple. Just purple. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 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 Exactly. I don't know what you're trying to do here, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would personally have to pick yellow. Yellow is my favorite color. Uh -huh. I know like so, a lot of them represent certain aspects of the force. Do you guys know, know what I they like, represent? Not off the top of my head. Anymore. I used to have this memorized as a kid. Like yeah. I could spew it off like that, but. Yeah. I picked green I whenever we like made lightsabers because I'm just in love with Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's it. Mm. <laughs> He's just too good. Understandably. Yeah. For context, we went to Disney World with our dad and we got to do like a make your lightsaber experience. Uh -huh. It was really cool. Um, and Sam picked green. And I, I actually picked purple that time because I like Mace Windu. And I also like how the actor himself 
like decided to just have a purple lightsaber yeah. and everyone was like, okay, this yeah. is lore now. They were so. like, they were like, what are you going to say no to Samuel Jackson? Uh, no, he's you a purple, can't. purple lightsaber. That's a thing. That is now. like the only factoid <laughs> I know about you know Star Wars. And you just totally took it something. from me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have something guys. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. up? I was scared of Star Wars at first. Yeah. When I was three, I didn't even want to watch it. I wanted to watch it when I was 10, and now I'm nine, and I've watched like three of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Was, That's awesome. Nice. I think you guys you guys made a nice segue here. I, I, how did you get introduced to it? Like, is there a particular movie or uh, maybe a toy or, or something that kind of introduce you to this whole world what, have, what was the start i have a good one for this okay um so i i always remember star wars like being in our house i i i'll be honest i don't remember a time in my life where i didn't know about it i remember though like the most prevalent <laughs> star wars memory i had was um dad had just gotten um the death star lego set for christmas mm. And he built the whole thing and it had taken him forever. And while he was at work, I accidentally was messing around in the office where I shouldn't have been. And I knocked over the entire thing and it just shattered. And so the whole day, I waited for him to come home and I was just crying and I was freaking out. And I was like, oh my gosh, he loves Star Wars so much. (laughs) And then he comes home and he can tell something's wrong because I'm, I'm pretty young. You can tell. And, and I'm like, daddy, I'm so sorry. I broke the Death Star. And he walks in and I don't see his face. He walks in the office and he's silent. And I'm just like, this is the end of my life. I'm going <laughs> to die right here, right now. And then he turns around and he's like, it's okay, Sammy. The best part about Legos and Star Wars is you get to rebuild it and rewatch it. And then we rewatched Star Wars while we rebuilt the Death Star. It was oh, fun. that Aww. is lovely. That is a great story. Um, that's good. So yeah, how about you? What was your introduction? I think it's a little different than Sam's just because, I mean, I was first. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I agree. I don't remember a time exactly when I was first introduced because I was really little. Yeah. But I remember distinctly one of my first childhood memories is I'm sitting and I'm watching. There's the raincorn scene where mm-hmm. Luke falls into the pit and the raincorn's waiting and he's going to get him. And I didn't get to see that scene until I was like maybe 10 or 11 because my dad would always skip it skip because that. the first time I tried to watch it, I freaked out. I was mm. so scared of the raincore. <laughs> um, I remember this. And I would cry every time the raincore died. Yeah. So I guess Star Wars and a little bit of fear are my first memories. <laughs> <laughs> that, it seems like there's a common thread here, though, with, with all three of you. Like there, there's a little fear. <laughs> There's a yeah. There's this early, there's also early memory in this Lego connection. Oh, totally. The Lego connection is yeah. huge. So I have a question. So Star Wars, obviously, it sounds like you all engaged with the movie and had your parents help you kind of navigate that. Did you go outside of the universe of Star Wars movies to engage in it? Like what toys, artifacts, like books, Ooh. like did you go to conventions? Like what are other Ooh. Star Wars lore that you oh. engaged with? Oh. I've I've got a good one. We've all been to a convention together, actually, all three of us. Yeah, we all went together. I was R2-D2. I was Chewbacca. 
Wait, and tell then, me, Gabe, do you remember when you were Ray at Comic-Con? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. that's so Just awesome. The yeah, older don't. action figures, I think, are weirder than the newer ones. Oh, yeah. I would have to disagree. I kind of like the older ones. Like, I my really dad like had... The, the sets are amazing. Just the face. I don't get mm-hmm. it. I think the toys have developed better to look more like the actors. But my mm-hmm. dad used to have these action figures of, like, Luke, Leia, Chewbacca, and Han Solo. Like, some some more original sets, things like that, from when he was a kid. And I think I played with those a lot. I actually broke the Han Solo one, I believe. Oh, no. Um, yeah, you and did. I don't think... I don't think he was very happy about that one. <laughs> I feel like the show just turned into a confessional of yeah, Zia and Sam talking really about all the things they destroyed in their families. <laughs> we can also compare well, the response. Knows. He knows. We're very chaotic. You're, you're, you're hitting on a really important um, feature, I guess, of Star Wars, which is the sort of family relationships. Why do you guys think that this is such a core part of Star Wars? I think... It's important to connect with people, for one. Just the idea of family has always been around, in a way. And it's, like, the main plot line of most of the story. I mean, there's all yeah. that cool fighting and the lightsabers and the force and space and magic and all that fun stuff. But at its core, it's about a father who did some really bad stuff and his children trying to make up for that. Yeah. And Luke really battles with that because it's, like, is this dark part of my father inherently Whoa. within me? Luke's pretty dramatic throughout all the movies. He's definitely a crybaby, and then Leia's kind of just like this hard. Yeah. She's a dominant person, so she kind of takes over a lot and just leads the way, and Luke's just like running off on his own, causing more drama. Whining, yeah. He wins the fight Crying. in the end, but I think he definitely <laughs> needed a lot of help to get there. Don't we all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I find the I find the parent and and uh, sibling relationships really interesting in it, and the, and the fact that like in the new trilogy, there's a lot about um, Ben Solo and his relationship mm-hmm. with his parents, and and then his relationship with Ray, which kind of becomes something of a sibling relationship, and yeah, yeah, it's definitely a weird cycle because in the prequels we get this context of like Anakin was raised sort of lightly in his childhood by his mom but then was separated from her. And then Anakin and Padme have Luke and Leia, but Anakin is separated from them. And then Luke and Leia, they get older. Luke doesn't have any children, but Leia has Ben. But eventually when Ben shows signs of the Force, he's separated from Leia and given to Luke. And it's this whole cycle of just like, you see a pattern happening with people. Mm-hmm. And we see that with rates. Yeah. Generational so trauma. Yeah. I guess when you think about it, um, Anakin, his rage, and, and it's like crazy. And that carries through genetically, but also just like um, the way that you're born and raised and the way that you treat your children carries on. Because if that's the only thing they know with parenting, that's the only thing they're going to pass. So, you know, with... Mm-hmm. With Anakin and then with, like, Leia and then with everybody else. But, yeah, especially, yeah, because Anakin, he gains this original trauma because of the death of his mother. And then it just kind of, I feel like it just carries over, even mm-hmm. just, like, maybe even in the Force. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's with, such a great yeah. point, Sam, because, I you know, this whole time and during this 
season, we've been talking about intergenerational relationships and, you know, usually yeah. in a positive light, right? Just how people mm-hmm. um, cultivate these relationships, kids, parents, you know, across across generations. But then also those are also really complicated, right? And not always happy, yeah. right? And not always mm-hmm. connected. And so there's sometimes like tensions and conflicts that happen between generations too. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I was just, I think, carrying on off of Sam where I I really enjoyed the story, especially when it comes to the sort of that generational trauma where you see that there's a common pattern with mm-hmm. sort of like this flaring of anger, especially with Anakin going to Leia and then finally to Kylo Ren. Um, but you also see this extremely like sort of calm and passive behavior where it's just like, it goes from... Anakin's own mother, who was very calm and sweet, um, mm. even though we didn't see much of her. Then on to Luke, who had this calmer demeanor compared to Leia, and sort of like this like passive or like peacekeeper um, sort of style. And then it moves on to Rey, who is also kind of a peacekeeper and who doesn't want to see much violence. Um, and there's always sort of that, I guess, balance in a way. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because I noticed the pattern in my own life in a way now where it's like me and my, me and Samantha <laughs> fall into that stereotype now where she can be incredibly courageous um, and brave and a little aggressive to others at times. And then I, <laughs> I see myself as kind of a quieter mouse in a way. Like I like to yeah. keep things calm and level-headed and peaceful if possible. Uh, yeah, we have this saying that Zia has Zia has enough sadness for the both of us, and I have enough anger. <laughs> you guys are balanced in true Star Wars yeah. form. Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why we're here to talk about it. Yeah. We've had Star Wars our entire <laughs> lives. We're like a science yeah. project at yes, this point. <laughs> Definitely. What, what about you, Gabe? What would you say you're like? Are you quiet and calm or... <laughs> I think I know the answer. <laughs> I can be well. I can be a mouse at, at times, and sometimes other. Um, what's the other one again? Rageful. Yeah. <laughs> like the Sith. Like a bear or yeah. lion. Yeah. Well, uh, cat and mouse. So Ooh. that cat chasing the mouse. Yeah. You get. You get one yeah. of them. Too. I mean, I guess you don't have to be one thing, right? True. It could be a lot of things all in one. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. I have kind of like a fun question to pivot. Which Star Wars character best represents one of your parents? <laughs> yeah, I think probably going to say Leia and Han Solo. That's who I first go to. I'm mm-hmm. sure they, it's aspects of them feather characters, but my mom is definitely kind of like the hard-headed sort of leader type. And my dad is definitely a scoundrel. Like, he's funny, (laughs) he's charming. He has some really old friends, like Aunt Nene and uh, Mike and a few other people. Who is Aunt Nene? (laughs) Oh, so... I don't. This I, can't be. No. I don't know who Aunt that is. Aunt Nene is what I called Nathan when I was a toddler. So, um, thanks guys. Excellent. Nathan knew me when I was guys. very small. Appreciate that. 
Now on, we will refer yeah. to you as Aunt Nene. <laughs> Aunt Nene. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> my, D, my DJ name. Uh-huh. Um, this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun. Though. I think we I think we've kept you longer than we said we were going to keep you. So I think it's like probably a good time for us to to start wrapping up. Uh, I've really enjoyed, by the way. I've been re- mm-hmm. really enjoying hearing your guys's experience with Star Wars, hearing about uh, how you came to it. it. It was so cool to hear how each of you came to Star Wars in a little bit of a different fashion. Um, we have one last segment that that Haney uh, is going to introduce you to um, before we before we say goodbye. Okay, so before we leave, we like to ask our guests a question called "What's Poppin'," and basically, "What's Poppin'" <laughs> is not necessarily related to Star Wars, but something that you think is really cool right now that other people should engage with. So it could be like a book, it could be a movie, it could be a toy, it could be something in the pop culture landscape that you think is really exciting right now that's getting you, um, that's giving you a lot of joy that you want other people to know about. So what's popping, guys? What's popping, Gabe? Go ahead. Um, if you didn't know there are actual D&D comics, there are. Oh. Yeah? Is there one you're reading right yeah. now? Um, I mostly read... Marvel or DC, but I have a few I really like. Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I love her. She is so god. <laughs> um, something that I'm really into right now is I just fi- finished reading the graphic novel called Gender Queer. Um, mm. it's a really cool story about growing up and discovering um just the LGBT community and like figuring out your body and like how you want to identify yourself. It's a really cool, like, um, autobiography. I can't remember the author's name off the top of my head, but uh, I loved it. it. The art was amazing. And it, I don't know, it connected with me really, really well. Um, and I highly recommend it if anyone's interested. It's a really good read. Sam, yeah. did you pick one? What's poppin'? Yeah, yeah, I know what I want. I know what I know what it is. It's uh, the new Netflix reboot of Being Puppycat. I've been watching it so much. I'm only like a few episodes in, but I love it. It is <laughs> if you like Adventure Time or Steven Universe or Amazing World of Gumball, you will probably like this. Um, it is. It's like my number one right now. Um, it reminds me a lot of me and Zia. <laughs> like Zia is uh, the character B and I'm the character puppy cat. Because <laughs> only Zia can understand me and I'm grumpy all the time. <laughs> that sounds awesome. B and puppy cat. I thought it was being yeah. puppy cat, but B it's actually B. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard of on? that. I like some of the stuff that you mentioned, yeah. though. Where's it on? Netflix. Netflix. Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, yeah, that looks really yeah. cute. Also, there's another thing on Netflix. Okay. If what? you have kids, they might like Phantom Pups. It is so cute. Phantom Pups? They're ghosts. But they're, actually, they're, they're phantom, but they're, they're dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I feel like I've seen it. Now, yeah. Gabe, are these Force Ghost Pups? No, 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 no. It's on Netflix. Different, different no. ghost pups. Netflix pups. Different. Netflix pups. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, 
Thank you so much for being here with us today. We really enjoyed talking with you. I, for one, have learned a lot because all of this is very confusing to me and you've really <laughs> illuminated a lot of things for me. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thank no you guys problem. so much for being yeah. here. It, was, it was awesome to talk. Yeah, yeah this also, is fun time. I really don't, also, I really don't want to go. <laughs> that means we had a great mm. conversation. This season of Pop and Play was produced by Haney Yoon, Nathan Holbert, Lalitha Vasudevan, Billy Collins, and Joe Rena Ferry, and assistant produced by Lucius Bonjo at Teachers College, Columbia University with the Digital Futures Institute. Audio editing and production by Billy Collins. For transcripts and to learn more about our guests, visit tc.edu slash popandplay. Our music is selections from Leaf Eaters by Pottington Bear. Pop and Play, of course, would not be possible without the fabulous team that helps put this together. Thanks to Oluwashon Animashon for running the Pop and Play social media accounts, where you should follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under Pop and Play Pod. You can also follow us on Twitch under Pop and Play. Special thanks to Drew Reynolds, Jen Lee, Blake Danzig, Brianne Minato, Moira McCavanaugh, and Lucius Bonjo who all helped with our outreach and our website support. Shout out to Yuana Literat for the trashies. Watch on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.